Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Coda Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years. And then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So baby's first socks and pacifier and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product. It's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So take a moment to visit keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thank you so much for listening today. In episode 128, a few episodes ago, we talked about the phases and stages of labor, and we mainly focused on the mother's experience. In today's episode, we're going to focus more on baby's experience during labor, and we're also going to talk about what gets labor going. So let's start there. All right, so what exactly starts labor? Well, it's important to note that during pregnancy, the uterus is going to go through lots of changes to prepare for labor and delivery. And these changes are going to be caused by hormones and physical changes, and everything is working together to prepare the cervix for delivery. And remember that the cervix has to ripen, it has to shorten or efface, and it has to dilate 10 centimeters in order for baby to be born. Okay, so it's also important to note that baby plays a big role in initiating labor. So towards the end of pregnancy, baby's lungs are going to start to mature and they will produce surfactant. And that is necessary for baby to breathe outside the womb. When baby is ready to be born, the levels of surfactant in their lungs send signals to the mother's body to start labor. And one of those signals will then activate the production of oxytocin. And oxytocin is one of the main hormones involved in labor. So Oxytocin is released by the brain in response to different stimuli, including the production of enough surfactant in baby's lungs. And oxytocin causes the muscles in the uterus to contract, which then leads to cervical dilation and effacement and eventually to birth of the baby. Now, there are also physical changes that occur in mother's body to initiate labor. So, um, One example is baby's head will begin to move down the pelvis, and this can happen towards the end of pregnancy before contractions even start. And eventually when baby's head is within the pelvic rim enough, it will start to put pressure on the cervix and that will help the cervix to dilate and efface. Also, your water might break during labor. So the amniotic sac can rupture, and that's what is known as water breaking. And the release of the amniotic fluid will then put a little bit more pressure on the cervix because baby isn't floating around, quote unquote, as much, but instead they have less cushion and they're going to be putting direct pressure on the cervix. 
So we talked about during the phases and stages episode, and in general, most people know that when a mom is in labor, she's going to feel some contractions and they are usually painful. So that gets a ton of attention and it's pretty widely known. But what is the experience for baby like? Well, as contractions begin, baby will be pushed down into the pelvis and the pressure and movement of contractions can help baby to navigate their way through the birth canal. So as baby moves down, their body is going through a really big transformation. So one thing is that if baby is positioned head down, their head may mold and change the shape to fit through the narrow opening of the pelvis. And molding is a natural and normal part of the birthing process. In fact, baby's skull is not as hard as our skulls are. And this is so that the plates in baby's skull can actually overlap each other just a little bit in order to mold and fit through the birth canal. And mom's body is also producing a lot of powerful hormones like endorphins and oxytocin, which I mentioned before, and all of that helps mom and baby during labor. So endorphins can provide natural pain relief for the mother, and it can have a calming effect on baby. And oxytocin is actually known as the love hormone. And so this can promote bonding between mom and baby throughout labor and then after baby is born as well. It plays a big part in doing that. And like I mentioned before, oxytocin can bring on contractions and help labor to progress. And while we know that contractions are painful for moms during labor, they also impact baby. So it's not going to be painful for baby like it is for mom, but the contractions create a lot of pressure around baby. And they call it labor for a reason. It is a lot of hard work on the mom, but it also is going to be a lot of work on baby. And babies are often tired, especially after going through a long labor. So that's just something to note that we don't often think about, that this is an experience that really impacts baby as well. Not only that, but there's also a stark contrast in baby's experience when they go from being in the womb, surrounded by amniotic fluid and warm and cozy, hearing mom's heartbeat and other muffled sounds, to being in the outside world where it's bright and cold and things are louder and it's just very, very different. So I think it's important to mention this huge transformation that baby is going through as well. And that's one of the reasons why skin-to-skin contact, if it's possible, right after baby is born, can be really helpful for baby because they're then placed back on mom's warm skin. They are right next to mom's heart where they're hearing that familiar sound of her heartbeat. And this produces more oxytocin, which helps mom and baby to bond. And then one other thing to note is there's a big physiological change that's going through baby as well because they aren't breathing air and oxygen when they are in the womb like they are when they're on the outside. So when baby is born, they take their first true breath of air on the outside and they might even cry to help clear their lungs. And all of this helps them adjust to their new environment. But meanwhile, in their body, there's a lot of changes going on so that baby can breathe air from the outside as opposed to how it was getting oxygen through mom's body and the umbilical cord when they were in the womb. 
And it's also important to note that if for whatever reason, baby is not able to go skin to skin on mom or dad or partner's chest right after birth, that's totally okay. And this is not going to harm baby in any way. It just is a good idea to promote bonding, help initiate breastfeeding, help baby transition just a little bit more gently into the world. But I just want to say this in case baby needs a little bit of support or mom needs a little bit of support, and that may impede that opportunity to do skin-to-skin right after the baby is born. And another thing to note about skin-to-skin is that it is so beneficial and important to do for weeks after baby is born. So I hope no one feels away if they don't get the chance to do skin to skin right after baby's born because you can have months of doing this after baby's born and it has a ton of benefits. So it's not just for that first hour of birth, otherwise known as the golden hour of birth. If you miss it during that time, totally okay. All right, that is it for this short and sweet solo episode today. And I have received some wonderful feedback when season six kicked off. I put a survey out there asking about, you know, what topics do you want to hear about? What guests would you like to come on? Would you like to share your birth story on here? And that is going to be coming up soon. Um, I'm going to reach out to some of you that have responded, and I really appreciate your input, and I really appreciate your interest in sharing your birth stories here. So I'm going to also add the link to the survey to the show notes of this episode in case we have someone that's new, that's never listened for the first time, and they're just now hearing about the survey. I really love hearing your feedback. And so this is just one way that I can talk to you directly or get input from you and feedback from you directly. So I'll add the survey to the show notes of this episode. And please let me know if there are any specific topics that you'd like to hear about, or if you're interested in sharing your birth story. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for the postpartum class at pregnancytopreschool.net. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.